Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to King Ugly Crew again this week. We will be discussing motorcycle accidents. Uh, we'll be discussing the accidents, the rides, and everything that we probably enjoy about motorcycles. But for the most part, we'll be focusing on the incidents or crashes that happened during those rides. So I'm going to kick it over to uh, Case, Lonnan, and Griffith on this one. Uh, Dane will jump in later on, but this, this first story is going to be a fun one. Go ahead, guys. So I definitely, I, I, I just want to point out that, yes, we talk about a lot of crashes and things that have gone wrong, but you got to remember how much we love to do the things we love to do. We all love to drive. We all love to ride. We all just love being on anything that has a motor, basically. So that's just the caveat I had to put in there. Well, and how many miles we've put on all of these different vehicles without accidents of any type. Come on, guys. We're all just terrible drivers. That's terrible. I was going to go with is how is Baron the least amount of the one car accidents? Because Baron always seems to be the car accident one. Okay, car accidents, I've got a lot. It's motorcycle accidents, I don't have a lot. And I think that's just because God was looking out for me, because otherwise I'd be dead. Yeah, fact. So true. But uh, let's get into the Grand Canyon. This thing was a an awesome trip. Uh, Lawton, uh, go ahead and... Uh, why did we go? Do you remember why? Uh, yeah, so it was Dad that started it. He was just like, hey, you know what? I think a good idea. We we should go on a ride. You know, we'll go down to down to Williams, and then we'll go up into the Grand Canyon. We'll ride through there. We'll go up and around eighty nine up to Jacobs Lake, and then you know back to Vegas. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not doing anything else. That sounds fun. This was October, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think and, it's right around uh, there. So, like in Vegas, it was it was still good riding weather, you know, nothing, no biggie. Well, I think uh, I got down there and I was waiting for Case to get off of work, if uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I was just getting off work, and uh, I just remember just packing up, trying to get the katana ready to go. Well, I was riding a 1989 uh, Suzuki Katana 600, probably my favorite bike i've ridden just for the fact that i was so comfortable riding that thing i know it's weird slow. but it was very slow but i mean slow you'll my dad said or king ugly says that watching me go through the corners on that bike was just nuts because i got so low on every corner fact no trick he didn't have any chicken strips that's for sure well and i mean think about it you know when uh you're like playing Forza or something and it's the slower cars that you can get more technical with because you're not screaming around a corner right same thing on a motorcycle and that yeah, was that... always case because when i had the busa case would always always keep up with me in the corners like there's nothing i could do to get him out of it but as soon as we got in a straight line it was no question so anyway so we were waiting for case to load up i think we all got ready to go but by the time we actually left Vegas, it was probably 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. No, did you guys was, trailer it, him out there, or did you ride? We, we rode, rode the whole way. I think it was closer wow. to 6 there, Lawton. I think it was 6 o'clock, because I know we stopped in Kingman for dinner that night around 8. That's right. Okay, yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, but so we didn't get to Williams until like 11, 11.30 or something like that. But so we, we stop and we get on the road and dad's sick, so he decides not to go with us. And he's like, I'll just meet you in Jacobs Lake and we'll do the North Rim together. And that'll be great. And we'll have fun doing that. It's like, all right, we'll do that. And um, so me and Case head out and uh, we're just, I mean, between freaking Vegas and, and Kingman, probably right after the uh, the the Hoover Dam, 
I mean, I know both of us were on it for a while. I mean, I, I know there was a couple times I was doing over 120. Um, I know I, Case was trying to stop. That was hard. Yeah. Well, right. On the boost, it was not hard. And honestly, I, I think I was going as fast as I possibly could. I mean, just to keep up with these couple times, but we, I think we were well into the 100 miles an hour, just cruising at 100 miles an hour. But that's so easy on a bike. I mean, you know, you think of the R1, and I could go 94 miles an hour in first gear. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it was just a cruising speed. I mean, we were passing people left and right, keeping our, you know, Dad always taught us to, to look as far ahead as we could, so we were watching for cops um, because in the state of Arizona, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but anything over 10 miles an hour over is reckless driving, and you can be thrown in jail for it. So uh, if you're going to go over, might as well just go way over. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you're going to be 10 over, you know, you have you have a chance of reckless driving and being thrown in jail. So, yeah, you might as well be. So, anyway, so we get the king and we eat. I think we ate it in and out, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, and then um, so we, we get back on the bikes, and it's probably by the time we get out of there, I, I'd say, what, 730-ish? And it came in, it's still good warm. Yeah, but it was right after that is where this trip just got miserable. Miserable. Because, like, uh, if if people don't know the, the way to, to Flagstaff and Williams and the Grand Canyon, outside of Kingman, you're just going uphill the whole time. It's just a constant uphill battle. I mean, yes, you have ups and downs, but... The majority of it, I mean, you're going from, oh, if I remember correctly, it's something like 2,700 feet to just shy of a, of a mile. And uh, so it starts getting fairly cold. Fairly cold. Uh, I think that's a little bit of an understatement there. It was freezing, legitimately 30 degrees. And all we have on, I have an, a just a basic leather jacket and jeans. For now, and that's all I had. We stopped. Oh, I think it was thirty-two miles outside of um, outside of Williams. I can't remember the name of the town. Um, both of us are just like shivering. We are so cold, like trying to warm ourselves up. I mean, it was just ridiculously cold. I mean, I literally was hugging the exhaust pipe just to get warm. Like my, I couldn't touch it anymore because it was burning through my gloves. Right. So. So. We, we pull over. We're half an hour outside of Williams, basically. Well, half an hour if you're driving 60. And um, I'm like, you know what? Uh, let's just go as fast as we can because I'm so cold. I'd rather be super cold for a less amount of time than really cold for, you know, 30 minutes. I'd rather cut that time in half or less. So we're booking it. I don't know how fast we made it. I don't think it was anything over about 15 minutes. It was probably closer to 12. Um, that we got from whatever this town was to Williams and to the hotel that dad had booked. And um, both of us just, um, I think we both Freezing. got there. Yeah, I mean, like frozen to the bone cold. What time of year was this? This was in October. Huh, yeah. Nice here, freezing there. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, we both, like, we fought over who got to take a shower first to get warmed up. And, um, and it was. It, that night was just trying to get as warm as possibly as as we possibly could, um, but yeah, that that was a very interesting ride. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I had never ridden in that cold of an environment, and not. I don't ever want to again if I don't have to. That's for sure. Agreed. Every day I went to work on the boost, and I smiled every day on the way there. Well, 
Yeah, that's a 15 minute ride. We were on the road for three hours at that point. I agree, but I'm just stating that that when during the winter time, because I had to ride my bike all during the winter, and I enjoyed it every day. Now, yeah, I prepared uh, for it as totally well. Totally different. Yes, exactly. Because I drove my CBR like all the time in Vegas through the winter. You also had sun, and this was there was no sun. No, like it this was. was this Freaking was cold. in the morning, because you got to remember, I had to be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. So what about the next day, after you guys got all warmed up and you got all nice and cuddly? I not Well, not cuddly, but the next yeah, day. Yeah, there's two different beds. Like, we, 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 we made sure we did the, uh, the bed dance, you know, where you're just trying to get the whole bed warm and, and uh, keep yourself warm. Um, so the next day, we, we go to this little diner right next to this hole-in-the-wall motel that Dad had booked. Um, sit down and I think we get out of there what probably no oh, it was probably eight thirty or nine o'clock right yeah Kate? it was pretty it was pretty early in the morning I mean we don't sleep in so we we go and we eat pretty quickly get on the road we head up to uh uh the Grand Canyon and we're driving around and it's still freaking freezing uh but, literally but very pretty I remember just riding through there and just being awed by just everything through there yeah it was it was really really pretty i mean well and and real quick i mean we talked to dad before we left williams because there's not a lot of signal in the in the grand canyon area we're at that time at least and so we drive around the grand canyon a little bit and then we get on the 89a and uh we head out toward um heading up toward the north rim of the grand canyon toward jacobs lake and if I remember correctly, there was another group out there, and we were kind of following them for quite a while, right, Case? Yeah, we followed them for over 50 miles at least. Actually, and now that I think about it, I lost my wallet out there too. Oh, I told you, because we stopped at one of those little shacks to buy some trinkets. Um, and I totally forgot about that. You didn't have your wallet back for forever. Yeah, I had we had to go get gas. I think you ended up having to pay. You had some cash, and so you you paid for the gas. I didn't have anything. Like there was no way for me to pay for the fuel and the bike. Um, I I totally forgot. I, no, didn't we have to call Dad to get a card? No, no, it was it was there was cash because we met Dad in. I think it's because Dad actually gave me cash for emergencies. Now that I think about it. Yeah, exactly, and so. Um, we we met Dad in Jacobs Lake, and I mean like really awesome riding. I, I don't know if anybody's ever driven the 89A, um, or or just the 89 in general, but it's just lots of back and forth turns and just gorgeous scenery. Super fun drive. Like I love it. It's one of my favorite drives to do. To be honest with you, I love the stopping for the Indian jewelry and and um, it, it's just it's just a great drive. So we get to uh, Jacobs Lake with Dad. And uh, that night we we stayed at the Jacobs Lake Motel and gorge ourselves on delicious banana cream pie and coconut cream pie, both of it. Oh, like, so like, good! It was funny because we each got a piece, and then we bought the rest of what was they had that left. Like everything they had left, we bought it because that's what it we was breakfast this next morning. So good! It's my it was breakfast and lunch and dinner wherever we can eat it. We ate pie. Yeah, and um, there was also a really cool Navajo. Um, painting and, and history lesson that we went to that night. It was really cool. It was just interesting, you know. I didn't know Anasazi meant or enemies of my ancestor. It's not a freaking tribe. Um, so we get up the next morning, and um, 
we head into the Grand the North Rim of the Grand Canyon, which is, I mean, from Jacobs Lake, it's still 60 miles, if I remember correctly. And again, it's so the North Rim of the Grand Canyon is even higher than the South Rim um, by almost, uh, if I remember correctly, it's almost a mile. Um, it's at that least much three, different. Yeah, it's almost it's at least 3,000 feet, if not higher. So, I mean, if I, if I remember correctly, at the rim, you're close to 9,000 feet, eight, eight to 9,000 feet, where on the other side, um, you're about 40-something hundred feet, depending, I mean, up to a mile. So it's cold, guys. <laughs> it's, it's cold. E- even colder than, than the other day. But at least, again, we still have the sun, and it was a co- warmer day that day. So, I mean, it was still really fun to drive. And um, we we get we drive all around and we're, we're looking uh, at the North Rim of Grand Canyon and we decide we've got to head out because we got to get home. And um, so, if I remember correctly, I'm following me and Case. I'm following Dad. Case, Case is following Dad. And hey, uh, wait a second. When did you guys meet up with Dad? In Jacob's Lake. In Jacob's Lake. The night before. Okay. And uh, so a whole, I mean, if you will, monkey see, monkey do. Um, I it was it was uh, a beautiful corner that uh, we all just all screwed up on. There was leaves because it's that time of year on the ground, and uh, I saw that we were all going way too fast around this corner. Um, what? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dad, I see Dad his bike uh, slip and go underneath, and he goes over the embankment. And I'm like, crap. Uh, I tried slamming on my brakes and I lay my bike sideways and basically ride on top of it over the embankment. And Lonin, uh, being having enough time and being in a far superior motorcycle, was able to stop, but you laid it down, right? It, it got laid down right at the very end. I locked my back tire up. Yeah, just enough that whoop, right from underneath me. I'd have been, if I wouldn't have been onto my back brake as hard as I was, I'd have been fine. But there's nothing I could do. Hey, hey, I'd rather you just put it down for a second than like me and Dad. Dad got the worst of it. Uh, he fell probably about 20, 25 feet over this embankment, uh, got knocked unconscious. Um, I went over. The bike went down, but I stayed up on top of the road. Um, and this is... In the middle of nowhere. I mean, there is no one on the road from what I remember. There wasn't anybody on the road. I mean, there was, but not at that time. Like, we'd, we'd gotten far enough ahead of people that there wasn't anybody there. So, I mean, I mean, luckily, I didn't get really hurt. Uh, I don't remember if you really got hurt either. But... It's just my ankle. Uh, I thought I broke my ankle, but it was just road rash. But Dad was the, the main thing with his, his concussion, and he, he got hit hard. Yeah, so we got back. I mean, we had to get Dad's bike out of that brush and back up the hill. Um, so that was the first. Which is probably the heaviest of all of the bikes you guys have. I mean, it's the bike I currently own. And no. that bike weighs 700 pounds. No, you had the GS1100E. It was the Warrior. No. He was on the GS1100E. No. It, it was on 1100 because I, that, yeah, there's more to that story on why I know that. I swear he was on his Warrior, but maybe it was not. It 1100. Okay. Okay. No, because if he was on his warrior, he made that corner. All right. Well, then maybe I just forgot. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember either yeah. way. He obviously. was definitely definitely on the katana. I just remember because his helmet matched his bike, and he was wearing a red helmet. Yeah, it was pre katana because that's why he made it the katana is because you destroyed the tank and all the fairings on the bike. Got you. Okay, I remember now. Got you. Got you. Got you. 
Okay. So either way, so dad goes over. So we have to get that bike up the hill, back up the embankment. That was a task to be, I mean, it was a good thing. I was still as strong as I was then. And well, Case I mean, was a, much of a help. This I mean, bike Case weighs was much of a help. 700 pounds. I think that's what it weighs, 750 pounds. It's not, obviously not a light bike by any means. Um, I mean, my Katana was probably 500 pounds, that 400 pounds. So it was not that big of a deal to get out, but dad's was not fun, especially with him being as hurt as he was. So um, we finally get our bikes back up on the embankment, check over our injuries, check over the bikes, make sure that we're good. But at this point, we know we're going to have to get rescued, and that's where Griff comes in. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yes, you, you can go so, ahead and elaborate, Griff. <laughs> so I got a phone call. I don't know before that. I don't remember exactly when. And Case is like, hey, can you come pick us up? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What's wrong? He's like, well, me, Ma, me, dad and Lon and all crashed. I'm like, OK, well, I'm five hours away from there. And so they both. So they were like, OK, well, we'll ride and meet somewhere wherever it is and that happened to be st george i don't know exactly why because i think i was still at work and so i couldn't leave until i got off work they were two in the morning i mean this was like two in the afternoon and i the reason i didn't go on this trip is because i had to work um and so i start heading there and meet them at in and out in st george if you can't tell we all like in and out burger that's twice in three days if you keep them count well, and it's not just that. I mean, like that was the that was the most that was the easiest place for him to come get us, and we knew we could get to that point. But we all knew we were done. Like how, we just couldn't go anymore. How screwed up were the bikes, guys? I mean, Dad went over an embankment where the forks twisted or anything like that on him. No, his bike was still drivable, and and I guess that's with here's the story of my side of that is is that they got in and out, and we didn't have any straps because this was me just hurrying to get there, and I forgot to grab straps, and so I was like, okay, well I'll go over to Walmart, which is literally across the street, and I didn't know that, and so I went and was cruising up the road. Um, faster than I should have been. And there was no speedometer because dad had broken it uh, when he got in this accident. And I got pulled over for doing 75 on a 35 mile an hour road. I don't know about that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I, and it was because I went up and I'm like, I'm lost. And so I turned around and got on it hard, like really like two gears hard. And the cop passed me going the other direction. And so, and so he pulled me over and I'm like, he goes, do you know what he pulled you over? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how fast I was going. My, my dad wrecked his bike and I was just headed to Walmart to pick up straps. And I don't know where Walmart is. They just told me it was on the embankment and the cops like, well, you're going significantly over the speed limit. He's like, and it sounded like you were getting on it pretty hard. I'm like, yeah, it's just loud. Um, and the cops like, well, he's like, I'm not going to ticket you because you're wearing a helmet. No like, way. Oh, heck yeah. I'm like, well, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. This is Utah. You don't have to wear a helmet. And I'm like, I was looking for Walmart. He goes, well, where were you at? And I'm like, in and out. And he goes, yeah, it's wide across the street. And I'm like, no, it's not. He goes like, no, seriously, it's right across the street from in and out. Like the other parking lot. And I'm like, no, like 
there's a Home Depot, but I didn't see a Walmart. I literally went, saw the Home Depot, didn't see the Walmart. That the road separates it, and not a road road. No, it's exactly in the same complex. It's, yes. That's, I'm there quite often. Yeah, and so, yeah, so I ended up going, get, the cop didn't give me a ticket. He said, thanks for wearing a helmet. He's like, you don't live here, and basically just slow it down. And I'm like, okay, cool. Did so. You so lucky. That was just no motorcycles license. We should totally do pullover stories where we got out of tickets. Uh, yeah, I can't do a single one. I wouldn't be able to do very many. <laughs> I only I've have got a lot that. of pullover stories, though. I have a lot of pullover stories. I only have one other, and that was also another speeding, and I also got out of that ticket as well. All right, so, yeah, Griff picked us up in St. George. We get the bike strapped down. Like, if I remember correctly, Griff drives us back, and I'm sure he's exhausted, but I know pretty much all three of us passed out on the way. Oh, yeah. I was out by the time we hit um, Mesquite. I think I was out before we hit Mesquite. Yeah, I mean, I I was probably awake the longest, but I know it was just – it was like after you do an accident like that, it just – wears you out not only that but again getting that freaking bike up that embankment you know that wore me out as well um that was it was just a crazy crazy day so i mean i i guess that's pretty much the story that's where it ends and we get back uh, so i broke the plastics we just put brand new red plastics that griff bought for that katana because this was his bike um and so we get back Broke all the plastics on it, ended up replacing the plastic back with the flat black ones we had, and then we ended up selling that bike. I think like six months later. Yeah. So yeah, and then we and then with the uh, GS eleven eleven hundred Baron owns it, like you said, um, which has now been Katana ified. So that one was, I guess they robbed the parts off of a six hundred Katana. I was on my mission when all of this happened, but it's a pretty bike now. I like it a lot, but. Yeah, well, uh, We'll definitely get some pictures put up on our Instagram and Facebook so you guys can look at these things. So cool. Well, I'm going to hand the story over to Dane here for a minute because I know he's probably got more accidents than all of us combined. And a lot of his are pretty epic. So, uh, Dane, go ahead and take it away on your story. So, yeah, I I have quite a few accidents on uh, motorcycles. And I think we're going to be mainly talking about street bikes tonight. But um, I think I have... Six accidents on street bikes and one of them was my fault and I will talk about that one right now so uh, it was our cousin Elijah's wedding and uh, his wife uh, they just got married and this was during the day before the reception at night so we were all just hanging out at his wife's house parents house um, and they lived in this cul-de-sac and um, I brought my CBR 900, 1993 CBR 900. I think I'd had it for like three months at this point. This is my first accident on it. But uh, anyway, so as Jensen's, you know, we like to do things and pull wheelies and things like that. We are definitely the show-offy type. Yep. So. I am not. <laughs> not anymore. It's like I wasn't showy-offy after I lit myself on fire. You weren't showy-offy after you pulled the bike over on top of yourself. Anyway, so I was, uh, you know, we were all just hanging out before the reception. This was, you know, early, early afternoon, probably like noon, maybe one. And we were having a luncheon at at, uh, Elijah's wife's mom's house. And um, she lived in a cul-de-sac. 
And uh, they've been, you know, saying, Dane, go out, go out and pull some wheelies. Go pull some wheelies. I think Elijah was probably one of the big instigators. Um, Case, you were probably, you know, telling me De- to do it too. Definitely. I, I was your biggest fan back then. Back then, thanks. Just kidding. Um, so. Shut up. You know I love you. <laughs> I know. So, uh, you know, it didn't take much convincing for me to go out and pull wheelies. I, I love pulling wheelies on motorcycles, and I love jumping motorcycles, dirt bikes, not street bikes. But uh, so they lived in a cul-de-sac, and, you know, I the the one of the best things about my CBR is it just came into the power so quick. Um, at 3,200 RPMs, you could just floor, and it would come right up in a wheelie, and you could ride that thing forever. But. I was, uh, I'd, I'd pull it up a couple of times, you know, three or four times and, and getting a little more brave each time. And so this last time I, I held it in a wheelie for a pretty long time. You know, I, I could ride a wheelie, um, you know, in case what on the freeway, you know, I could probably go a mile or so, two miles maybe. Yeah. I, I just remember you going through the first four gears on your Yamaha when you had it. Yeah. So, and that's on the freeway, not in a cul-de-sac, but so I was pretty good at pulling wheelies. And, but this last one, I just, I pulled it up way too long cause I was showing off. And, um, by the time I set it down, I couldn't stop. Well, obviously at the end of a cul-de-sac, you got, um, you know, houses and there's sidewalk and curb. And so I hit the curb and, uh, I don't think I did really any damage to my bike. But uh, the momentum caught me going forward, and I hit my knee into a half cinder block wall and just split it right open. Um, it was, I mean, there was, Case, you said it, there was a hole in my knee. Yeah, it was, it was disgusting to look at. I just remember walking out there. It looked like a, like a cube had been taken out of his leg. Yep, and... Uh, so on my right leg, and so I was just bleeding all over the place, and I couldn't get the bleeding to stop, and I couldn't go to the ER because I was Elijah's best man, and I had to be there for the wedding reception. Um, so I just, you know, uh, wrapped it up and put a whole bunch of gauze on it, and, I mean, it, it bled through the gauze, bled into my tux, um, all down my leg. My sock was red from the blood i mean it just never stopped bleeding and so finally after the reception everything was over this was probably 10 30 11 o'clock at night and uh, i was like you know i guys i've got to go to the er well i went to the er and they gave me did you did did you ride there yeah that was my only vehicle at the time was my r1 or sorry my cbr so that was my only vehicle um I don't think I did because somebody was with me. I don't remember who was with me, but somebody was with me. I think it was mom. Mom took me. And so we were sitting in the ER and they finally, you know, come look at it and do x-rays and everything inside was fine, but there was just, you know, a big hole taken out of my, my knee. And, um, I had cut a nerve and still to this day, I mean, this was almost 20 years ago, still to this day, uh, the cut was on the inside bottom part of my knee and I still can't feel the outside probably four inches of my knee on on the uh, uh, lateral side so 
Um, but yeah, they sewed it up, gave me four stitches and in, in uh, well, three layers, four stitches each. So I got 12 stitches and uh, couldn't bend my leg for quite a while because they were scared that the stitches were going to pull out just based on where it was. And so, yeah, that was, that was my first accident on a street bike. Um, and I just, I remember the sticker you get, you got from that one. Uh, it said stupid hurts. Yeah. And it was on a band aid. And it was, it fits <laughs> so, so great. Well. <laughs> yeah. I'm so stupid hurts. And, but, um, so little information for you guys. Do you guys know the average time, the average amount of time a person wrecks a motorcycle? No, no idea. After they get it, three months. And I believe, let's see, motorcycles I've wrecked. I believe every first wreck was right within that three to four month period. Well, I think they just because at that that point you get start getting more comfortable. Exactly. And maybe over comfortable, <laughs> overconfident. Exactly. Yep. But yeah, that was my that was my first wreck on a street bike. Daggum. Yeah. Nice. No bueno. But hey, at least you wrecked good. You have a good story. Um. Yep. Well. I guess we'll move back down to the next uh, oldest brother, uh, Lon, and I guess you've got a couple. What, what What's your next one? It's not a street bike. It's a four wheeler story. It's probably the, the probably the best one that I have after that is um, when I was uh, what do you think, day eight or nine? Is I even that old? Uh, I was going into fourth grade, so it was the summer before we moved to Twin. And it was the day before, or the three days before school started, Dad took us camping. Okay, so then, uh, yeah, that's right, because I didn't get a ride for most of the time when we were in Twin for the first part. Um, so I we were out at, uh, I remember correctly, Dad called it Jamestown in Nevada. Um, and I had brought a friend of mine out there, and we were riding the Honda 200, which isn't the speed demon has terrible suspension. I mean, shocker, it's a Honda. Um, and I was going way too fast. I mean, way too fast. And I ended up rolling this four wheeler. Uh, well, I, I hit this, I hit something. It ended up in the air rolled and it pinned me and this kid between literally a rock and a hard place. The hard place was the four wheeler. And, um, so, you know, I'm trying to push this thing off and it, it's got to weigh three or 400 pounds. And again, oh, more than that. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a, a heavy, heavy beast. And, you know, so I couldn't get it off myself. We were trying to push the whole time. I'm getting burned. Um, I we all thought the, you were dead. Yeah. That's why dad freaked out. And well, wait, well, wait that, is this the story where dad thought, well, he's like said he saw you fly through the air and, and the four wheeler in the land. air. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be the story. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know any of that. All I know is I've heard it, you know, from other people, but I, I know that I ended up pinned between that rock and that four wheeler and I couldn't get it off. And the, uh, the exhaust pipe was burning me. And I remember dad coming over and basically just yanking the four wheeler out of the way and kind of tossing it out of the way. I mean, probably, maybe, I mean, I'm sure his adrenaline was going like crazy. So, it wouldn't surprise me if he would have thrown it, <laughs> um, but the thing weighed a ton, and uh, he takes us back to camp, and I get grounded from four-wheelers for a year, 
And when most parents say you get grounded for something for a year, they don't really mean it. It was one it was one year to the freaking day that I was grounded. Well, to in particular, dad was never good at following through with grounding anybody to anything. So the fact that he actually followed through on that one's amazing. At least for us, because I mean, because I agree with Barony. Uh, dad was not very uh, there for most of our groundings. Well, he'd, he'd well, forget. For us, it was... I mean, you think about it now. You guys think about your kids. You want to go do things with your kids and have fun with your kids, right? And if they're grounded from something you love to do and you want to take them, I mean, that's usually why he didn't follow through on that kind of thing. But with this, yeah, we were all surprised that... Um, I mean, he, he stuck to it. Yeah, I was... It, it sucked. It's not because I loved riding four wheelers. I was I was always on some sort of four wheeler, always. Like I was home and I was on the four wheeler. I mean, uh, you know, I hear stories about how I used to run over the dog with a little fifty, and you know, we didn't have an eighty. So I went from a fifty to a two hundred. I think I, I don't think we had an eighty at that point, did we, Dave? No, because I was riding the Warrior then. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, actually, you're right because it was the it was the Warrior at that point that Dad had. And so, yeah, that's that's my other main wreck. I've got one other one of dads again. <laughs> but uh, I think we'll pass it on to probably Griff. Hi, Griff. Yeah, Griff, go with yours. I know you've got three or two, two good ones. Yeah, one, one was okay. It was dad had just put carbs and well actually i just put carbs onto baron's bike actually the 1150 that was our 1100 was already wrecked that one was literally i i flipped over the bike when i was coming out of the gate because the throttle stuck on it and no the bike flipped over you yeah i actually just fell off i don't remember flipping on me maybe it did but it 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 happened like literally right next to the house you we you wheelied over is what what he did yeah, the well, throttle's gone it. So you just drove out of the gate? Because we lived in a gated community. We were three houses up from the gate, and you just pulled out and just went to go give it everything it had, and it just came right over on you? No, like I was, I literally got to the edge of the gate, and the gate opened, and I hit the gas, and it full throttled. Scary. And flipped up over me. Yeah, so I wouldn't say that one was that scary. My other one, which was probably my real first accident that scared me enough that I don't really ride motorcycles anymore, was... Which is so sad because he has one of the best-looking GS1150s ever. A full fairing bike, and he doesn't ride it. Yeah. Um, So I was driving to... um, I was just uh, so I had just got the bike fixed. It it had an it had something wrong with it. And I don't remember what it was, but I was I'd gone through all the wire and I'd done a bunch of stuff to it, and went to go drive and get out. I got a got into the truck car motorcycle, and was uh, headed out the door. And I get out my neighborhood and I'm like, you know, I have this idea. That I should just go grab my leather jacket because this is a pretty warm day. This is Vegas. So it's always pretty warm. And I go back, grab my jacket, head to Harbor Freight because I needed gloves and I didn't have any gloves with me and went picked up gloves and coming and that, out of that was uh, a cardinal rule. When you rode motorcycles at our house, you wear gloves and leather jacket, period. And helmet. Yeah. Sorry. And, and a helmet. Yeah. That's just, sorry. That's not, Something I figured I'd have to mention, but yes, a helmet. 
and I always had a helmet. So I I went and grabbed so I went and grabbed gloves and this is the I'd ridden the bike quite a bit, but this is the first time I had ridden it since I fixed it. And I pulled out of Harbor Freight and I got on it one two shift gear shift, which is about seventy miles an hour. And I used to be able to just sit up on third gear and and just I could nail it and it wouldn't really do anything. It just kind of keep going. Well, this particular time I nailed it in third, I was in third gear and hit it and I, it had enough power. I slid off the back of the bike, like literally slid off of it. So it ran away from you. Like literally. Did it hit anything? Graffy. Oh, sorry. This was on sunset road. It was pretty late at night. Um, when this happened, and so the road was really clear, because uh, usually I didn't get on it unless it was really clear. I'm I've never been a confident motorcycle rider. I've always been mediocre, um, and so I it, it it gets out from underneath me. I literally fall off of it, and um, I immediately jump up off the ground after I'd slid on the ground, you know, from 75 miles an hour, and run up, grab my bike, because I don't have a motorcycle license. I don't even think the bike was registered or insured or anything, because it never really was. Um, and so I get into the parking lot. Well, I, I get in the parking lot, go, okay, well, i am got road rash, like, I'm hurting, I'm going to go into Jack in the Box and go get cleaned up. And so I call Case in between this. And Case is an hour drive away from me because he lived in Timbuktu called North Las Vegas. And so we South had... Reno. South Reno, sir. Yeah. <laughs> South Might Reno. as well be. South Reno. And I had a truck, but I didn't have a way of getting it, and I wasn't going to call my wife to come pick me up. Uh, I Didn't you send me to get your truck for you? Yes. You went and got my truck. You drove all the way there and drove all the way to pick me up, and I never called my wife. And my wife was literally at my in-law's house, which was three blocks away from my house. And I was like, nope, not calling her. Um, and so I'm waiting for a case to get there, and I go scrub all of my I go into the Jack in the Box after I'd wrecked, and I go and scrub everything out, road rash and everything. And someone had called in the ambulance on me, and they show up, and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I've already scrubbed all my road rash." And so Case come picks me up, and we put it back in the truck. And I literally put it in the back of the truck, drive to the house, leave it in the back of the truck for I think a couple weeks. Like I'm just like, nope, don't want to play with it. And that was my my last bad dirt uh, that was a huge accident for you and i and it it still makes me sad today because like i said you i always like riding with griffey a lot and it just sucks that you're not you don't ride anymore it scared me that was probably what really did it is is that was my first one that like i truly came off that bike and i was hurt um like i couldn't walk for a few like i was like on almost crutches for a few days because I had screwed up my knee. Like I brought my knee clear to the, to the, almost to the bone I had. Luckily I had just bought gloves cause I wore, I literally wore my gloves to the, all the way out. They had just touched my skin when I had stopped sliding and I'd put a leather jacket on and it scrubbed the leather jacket all the way through the leather jacket, leather jacket to boot. Like I, it was a pretty rough wreck. That one was, that one pretty much put me to the edge. I had ridden since then. I still write. I would, 
I'd probably still ride if I had other people to go ride with, but it always seems to, but when I get my bike running, someone else's bike is broken. Yep, I feel you. And I'm only been. Sorry about that, Griff. I'm a social rider. I don't. It's way more fun to ride with everybody else. Yes, I don't. Than it is by yourself. It's boring to ride by yourself. I don't hate motorcycles. I just they don't get any better mileage. I'm I've always been the one that give me a really good handling car, and I think I have more fun than in a motorcycle because I just dad did such a good job of ruining motorcycles for me, scaring you. No, no, no matter right. whose fault it is, you lose. Yeah, and yeah. that was always my issue. Is is that what's always scared me? And I mean. I've I've ridden and I've gotten on other bikes to ride and that's where the Busa was always so much fun for me is because the Busa I was too comfortable on it I would say I, I I mean that was a bike that to this day I still okay, remember just, waking up and going to ride just, it. Let's just mention just one by one the f- top speed you hit on the Busa. I did 180 miles an hour. I did 200 driving to Pahrump at night. I was out running my headlight at, at 150, and I, I, I pushed it until the, it tacked out at on sixth gear. I didn't realize you hit two. That's crazy. Yeah, 184 on the R1. I think the it, fastest I got was 178. And then Baron's a loser and never rode it. Hi, I'm at zero on the uh, Busa. I'm the fastest I've ever been on any motorcycle is 135. I think is what my motorcycle tops out at. It'll do 150. I brought it there. Okay. Well, I was topped out at seven or eight thousand RPMs on my bike. Yeah, and I and I the fastest I've been on a I did one fifty on the eleven hundred. I've done one fifty on my eleven fifty, and like a Busa two hundred is less scary than those bikes at one hundred and twenty. Well, they like get those... a death wobble. I mean, my bike at one hundred and twenty would get a death wobble at least as much as I could tell. It would just start wobbling on its own, and I, it was really hard to control. Here's what blew me away is how long it takes you to change lanes going that fast. Did you guys ever try? No. Uh, this was literally, I was just like, you know, I'm driving a Pahrump. Let's see what I can do. I've never gone. I'm going to see how fast I can go. And that that's literally what my thought Plus, process was. The, the straightaway going out to Pahrump, you get over, up and over the hill, and it's just like straight. Uh, you straight get down to the bottom ever. of the curb, and then it just straight for. Gosh, it's got to be that's, 30 miles. That's where the new Koenigsegg broke the world record, correct? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's a Koenigsegg, but it's one of the top speed cars. They beat the the, the world speed record on that road. 318 miles an hour. On that road. I believe it. It's flat. It's a really well-built road. And straight as an arrow. And boring as I all crap to drive at speed limit. Yep. So I I got to jump in here and talk about, I mean, I didn't get hurt like Griffey did on my last accident, but uh, I definitely think I wrecked the most expensive bike we ever owned. I would agree with you. Almost borrowed, you mean? Borrowed. Yeah, borrowed Bar- bike. Yeah, we couldn't afford this. We, uh, we were storing a couple of motorcycles for, uh, oh, dad's business partner. And uh, so we, we had a, it was a big dog chopper with an SNS uh, motor in it. So this thing is worth $50,000 roughly. 
Um, so, I mean, custom paint job, custom chrome well, well, everywhere. I mean, to go over the paint job on this bike, it's bright yellow, and then it looks like these skulls are, like, embedded down into the paint. You can, like, see into it, like, five feet, and these skulls are, like, being ripped and torn out of the paint. I mean, this is a really nice custom paint job. I mean, it was just a really, really, in my opinion, over-the-top motorcycle. It was a show quality motorcycle. Um, so we were yeah, had, what, wipe, wipe it with a diaper. Don't drive it because it doesn't handle worth a freaking darn. Well, yeah, and it was and a it, hardtail, and oh, yeah, and it and it took you a city block to turn around. Yeah, and so so we for some odd reason we all decided to go out to get frozen custard at Nielsen's, um, and Nielsen's frozen custard still this delicious. is still when they were in at uh, right next to Cafe Rio on Eastern, right? Yep. Yes, yeah, sure. Yep. And so we all decided to jump on motorcycles and head out over there. Um, and so I am following everybody, pulling to the little shopping center that Nielsen's is in, and it's a concrete entryway. Um, and this isn't a, a huge thing, but it just, there was a car that pulled up that I was, like I said, this thing takes forever turn. Um, and so it doesn't, so I had to happen to maneuver quickly to not hit this car and end up laying this bike down. I mean, I was going maybe 10 miles an hour, if that. So I didn't get hurt, but we scratched the paint on the fender and also the tank. So on this this paint job that Baron described. Well, and totally ruined the pipes. We had to, well, go ahead, but totally ruined the pipes. So it was just, it was more of an ego thing and a really, really, really expensive mistake. Um, and at this time I didn't have my, actually, I still don't have my motorcycle license. Um, but I've been riding bikes since I was like 12. Um, but it's, it was just a really dumb mistake. And that's the reason why I will never ride a chopper ever again, just for that fact that I just can't maneuver the way that I can on a street sports bike or a crotch rocket or whatever you call it. Luckily we were able to get even dad's warrior handled decent far for i love dad's warrior for i mean if i was looking for a comfortable cruising bike that handled well all day that warrior absolutely yeah it was great so yeah that was just my second accident uh, that's all i have on motorcycles i think we're all out of time for tonight guys but uh look us up on our instagram feed uh and then send us any requests that you'd like to listen to we're more than eager to figure out what you guys want to hear about our lives and we're going to post these pictures as soon as we can because we've got a lot of motorcycle pictures. That's probably the thing that we had the most pictures of. So stay ugly.